Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM-7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Brian Mann, an assistant professor of kinesiology and sports science at the University of Miami. He has been in the field of strength conditioning at the college level since 1998. He's coached at Southwest Missouri State, Arizona State, University of Tulsa, and the University of Missouri. Man is most well known for his popularization of various methods of auto-regulation of training, such as velocity-based training, and the Auto-Regulatory Progressive Resistance Exercise Protocol, or APRE. In this episode, we discuss why you should be using periodization to build your exercise plans. Dr. Mann also discusses the difference between linear and undulating periodization and why you may not be experiencing predictable results with your current plan. But before we get started, if you are an avid listener of The Blueprint, please take a moment, push pause, and leave us a comment and review on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, as this will help us get featured in the new and noteworthy section and get discovered by more folks. But now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today on The Blueprint. I'm excited to talk about periodization and auto-regulation. So let's get into the first question here. What does it mean to build a periodized training program? What is periodization? Periodization, you know, it's kind of funny. You, every term had to start somewhere, right? And periodization actually is brought to us from, uh, allegedly, from a guy named Tudor Bampa, who is one of the original, you know, heavy hitters in strength conditioning sports science. And I believe he's still with us. Uh, and it, whenever you break it down, all it means is the process of breaking things into periods. It has nothing to do, and it means nothing in terms of this, um, you know, you must do this sets, this reps, and this percentages. Uh, the, process, the periodization just means that, you all, that you've got an overarching plan. Now, uh, it doesn't matter how it is done. You know, you could be doing it by increasing in the specificity of the exercises throughout the year, which is basically what a lot, what like Yuri did. Uh, if you look at his stuff, it was, he just, you know, he'd start with heavy full squats in the off season and then, uh, and, you know, slower jumps and he'd increase the speed of the jumps and decrease the squat depth until he got rid of them all together. Cause it didn't matter. And he went and, and rocked and rolled. So he did it more by exercise, uh, you know, uh, specificity. Uh, some people do it through, uh, the modulation of, or the, you know, the, uh, of changing different things. So, and there's a couple of different models that are out there that have gained a lot of popularity and, you know, with anything you should start at the beginning while Tudor Bampa is credited as the, uh, for the term, uh, periodization. Uh, there's a guy named Matt Vea, and I can't remember his first name, but uh, who is credited with the actual first plan, where all you did was you started with a high volume and low intensity, and you increased the intensity and decreased the volume until you hit this peak, uh, and then you would start over. Uh, and then, you know, there that kind of methodology kind of went by the wayside uh, in the 1960s with the Soviets, I believe. might have been the 70s. But they uh, found that, hey, we need to have multiple peaks. We can't just have one. So then they started increasing the way that they did it, and they would start running two cycles. And then, you know, sport has evolved to where it changed quite a bit to the point where we've even got um, 
what many refer to as undulating periodization today, which was probably, I would say, popularized by Matt Ray uh, with his work with Brent Alvar, Steve Ball, uh, God, the dude at Michigan now, uh, Peterson. Uh, I can see Mark uh, with Mark and um, there's a couple of others on those original papers that basically uh, instead of having things broken down into these massive phases. So with like Matt Vayev, that you would have your volume phase uh, where you're trying to build hypertrophy and then you would go to a strength phase. Uh, you know, where you're just increasing the intensity and dropping the reps, and then mm-hmm. you would go to a power phase. Well, undulating periodization takes those three things or others, and uh, you're not just limited to what's in, in that original model, you know, made up by dead people 70 years ago. You definitely can use whatever, you know, do different things now. <laughs> but uh, they would basically take those three traits and run them the same week. And um, it was found that which one was better? Uh, it, it depends on what you want and who you are, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've always had more success with an undulating periodization. Uh, that's because it could be my ADHD. Uh, I just get way, 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 way too bored. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the old way school periodization. Bored. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my best lifts came whenever I uh, was doing the, the undulating periodization and I was training a, a lot in the, uh, you know, West side barbell style. And I was going out to see Louie a couple of times a year and, and doing that. But um, so how do you do the undulating periodization then? Well, you'd have those three traits and then you would have a day where you focus more on the strength. So maybe I would have a day where I'm doing, let's say, five sets of three at like 90 percent of one RM. I'd probably be more like 85, 87 for me but being three reps. But that's I'm old and I'm a power lifter. I'm out of shape. You know, we five reps is cardio. So, you know, you got to stay three and below. And then I might have a hypertrophy day, which is just your bodybuilding, you know, go out, superset stuff, get that big pump. Uh, don't care. You know, if you can hit failure in that 10 to 15 rep range, great. And if you don't, uh, honestly, I didn't care. Uh, and is that a uh, ideally you will be going within a repetition of failure if you're trying to increase hypertrophy. But, at you know, uh, if, you, if you're over 250 pounds, uh, it doesn't matter. You're, you're big enough. So, you know, it, it's more for getting the pump for joint health and improving the tendon strength, which is still, of yeah. course, uh, vitally important for anybody who's a weakened warrior. If your tendons and ligaments are weak, there's uh, there's no go. But uh, then, there, of course, there's other models that uh, exist, too. And, you know, what are you limited by? Well, you're limited by your creativity. But all that it it really means is that you have a plan and you have some forethought to make sure that you know what's going to come next. So it's not that you get to the end of the cycle uh, or the end of four weeks and you have no idea what to do next and you go back to the drawing board. No, you've got this plan that says, okay, well, we just squatted uh, heavy full squats for four weeks. What comes next? Uh, Well, what comes next depends. If you're looking for information and resources to improve your mind, body, and ability to recover and adapt to the stress of life, then sign up for my free weekly newsletter, Adaptation. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now, back to the show. All right, Brian, so what is the danger of not creating a planned program where you're planning things out? You're just showing up ad hoc, doing whatever. Well, the the danger... The at worst, at best, excuse me, at best, is that you're not going to get optimal results uh, because there is that not there's no planned progression. Uh, and, you know, if you look back through the research that compares this program to that program, 
Uh, save for a couple that I, I'm not going to name names because there are some people's Olympus that I think that they did took some sketch methodologies to stack the deck. Um, the only whenever planned programs were compared against each other where there was no statistical difference in improvements, but whenever mm-hmm. planned versus show up and just do what you want to do that day, uh, those programs were tried, then the planned program always worked better because there's not that thought process. There's not that progression because we've got that thing called progressive overload, right? That if we go back to Milo of Croton, that, you know, we've got to have that planned progression to get stronger over time. And if we don't have that plan, it's not going to happen. You know, it's kind of like if you think about that, you, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of this big project that I've got at home. Um, Dude, I got to put a TV up on the wall, right? I got to mount a TV and I don't want to mount a TV. I, you know, you got to find the level and you got to get the stud finder just right. And uh, it just sucks, man. I don't, you know, my ADHD kicks in and I start doing seven other things. Um, So every time I go home, I'm always going to find something better to do than putting up that TV, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you, you're never going to do the thing that really sucks, but sometimes that's, what's going to be your biggest return on investment. So I think at the best case scenario that you are not, you are going to have suboptimal results. Now in the worst case scenario is I think that you're going to lead yourself into illness and injury Uh, because if you're always going uh, even if you're like, Oh dude, I just train hard all the time. That's all I do is train hard. That's cool. And that's going to be great for a while, but without having the planned back offs for recovery, you're going to get hurt or you're going to get burnt out. And, you know, let's be honest that, uh, from both of our background in sport, we know that the greatest uh, ability is availability. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, if you're not able to go do the things that you enjoy because you went too hard or you burned yourself out to the point where you never want to go back, now you no longer have this as an option of a uh, a methodology to train with and, and to to keep up that progression. So you uh, you know it's not going to be something that you will see uh, in three weeks right? That the dangers of it. Uh, and you may never notice it because you're just going in there and having a good time. And you don't care if your bench press goes up. You don't care if your squat goes up. For, for those people who don't care if their lifts improve, if their strength improves, or their quality of life improves, they're going to the gym for social, whatever. Great. Just go do whatever you want. But if you want to see some plan, if you want to see some improvements, you're going to have to plan. Yeah. My, uh, my father was a, uh, a logistics officer. And he had this uh, six P's. I had to stop and think. I'm like, I think it's six, <laughs> but I'm not sure. And uh, and, and uh, being a military guy, I'm going to change it because I don't know what our ratings are here. But proper planning prevents pathetically poor performance. Uh, so, you know, that's that's just it, man. It doesn't matter what aspect of your life. You have to have planning. If you want to reach your financial goals, you need to have planning. If you want to reach your um Retirement goals. If you want to hit your work goals, you have to plan. Your body is no different. You need to be able to plan that out as well. I love this. So, if somebody's interested in learning more about periodization, like let's say they're just, you know, working out three, four times a week, they want to improve general fitness and strength and live longer, like what would you recommend some resources for them to start reading on? Man, just uh, off the top of my head, one of the areas that started to make it make sense for me back in the early 2000s was this thing called the Periodization Bible by Dave Tate. And I don't even know if it's still a thing. Actually, I'm going to have to Google that really quick, see if it's even 
periodization Bible, Dave Tate. Uh, and it's still there. Um, and I think that that's a great place to start. Now, some people are going to be like, oh, it's going to be all West Side and steroids and whatever. No, no, no. This is just basic, you know, this is just basic periodization, basic programming. Uh, and then if you want to go deeper, you know, if you're wanting to go down those rabbit holes, go with the originators. Uh, so then look at the stuff from Tudor Bampa, uh, his stuff with uh, Greg Hoff and uh, and a couple of other guys whose names are escaping me right now. They were fantastic books that really went and uh, gave you the physiological underpinnings. Now, I, I have a feeling that very few people that are not in strength and conditioning would have any interest in doing that. So I think. Oh, periodization Bible would be great. Um, and I'm trying to think of other people who've done a lot in, in that field. Um, you know, you just you know, search periodization and find a, a well-known name. Uh, I would also just personally, I think if you don't want to learn about that, but you want to periodize program, you need to, and you're hiring a personal trainer or somebody up on, you need to scrutinize and ask Ooh. them, like, do you have a plan? Is this just exercises? If you notice that like every time you go in for the training session or exercise session, it's just a new bunch of exercises, you're not really getting better unless you're completely out of shape and then anything's going to work, but then it's only going to work for a very small period of time. Yeah. Three um, to six months, three to six months. And then you're going to hit the big quote plateau or hit the wall. And that's when you need to, that's when you're going to realize like, Hey, there's some, there's some practicality and usefulness to this periodization stuff. In the next conversation, we're going to talk about auto-regulation, but um, I'll put some links in the show notes for people to find the periodization Bible and to check out more of your stuff. So thank you so much, Brian, for, for going you. into periodization. My pleasure. If you enjoyed today's discussion with Dr. Mann and you learned something new, please take a screenshot of the episode and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.